0: Next
1: legacy.
0: For this edition of Next Legacy Radio, I hope everybody is not just tuned in, locked in, logged in for the next couple of hours. But, I mean, you know, at least right now we get a chance to speak to music greatness, in my opinion. And before I put a mic on him and, and, and have him say hello to the world, I want to thank everybody overseas listening. Um, oh, and shout out to 92.3, The Beat in Japan. Uh, which is uh, not just friends and family of the show, but a big fan of Easy Moe B, who was our guest. And, of course, he is brought to you by his Twitter account, and you can go follow him on Twitter at Easy underscore Mo underscore B. And this guy right here, I was just telling this man, uh, you know, offline, I was like, man, he, he's he, it's, it's kind of like we've been homeboys for so long, but we just now meeting for the first time, you know what I mean? And music kind of tends to do that. Music kind of tends to basically kind of grab you into a a spot in your life where you can be able to not just have relatable songs, but also kind of create a bond. And I always felt that way when it comes to music. Music is like a fraternity. And at the end of the day, especially if you're making good music and music that matter, um, a lot of people out there is feeling what I'm saying. And this gentleman, um, he's celebrating 25 years of being in the industry, producing for a lot of people. And you heard the track right there with Tupac. He did a lot of songs with Big Daddy Kane. He worked with Diddy. He worked with the Notorious B.I.G., Alicia Keys. Um, He's partnered uh, with Chuck D., um, it's, 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 this man has a lot of stuff on his resume. Did, did with for LL. Um, uh, the list can go on and on and on. And I just hope everybody can embrace and appreciate like I do the man of not just the hour, but you know, many, okay, many, many, many there decades. There EZ we go. He is my guess on that. Live episode. and direct. What's good, man? Yeah. How you doing? I'm all right. Just chilling. Now, for having now, you heard, Man, I hope you heard that intro I, I just laid down for you, man. I hope you're cool with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, young man. How's everything? All right, man. Just surviving, man. Just living. 2014, right. Man, I'm glad to be here, you know? Hey, of course, of course. And, and like I said, man, I mean...
0: You know you're a young man in my eyes, so it's like celebrating 25 years of working with not just um, you know certain celebrities I mentioned like Pac, like Biggie, like Alicia Keys, like LL, uh, uh, Big Daddy Kane, and so on and so forth. Like I mean, has this has this 25 years has it just kind of came and you know just kind of took off and you didn't even know it was 25 years at the end of the day?
1: Man, it's been a nice ride. I've Seen a lot of changes and just like I said, just still just being grateful to still be here and still have something to offer to still whether other people believe it or not, still be relevant, you know. Because I'm a lover of music and people don't know that a lover of all kinds of music, all kinds of genres, all kind of styles. It's just interesting to see, you know, where the music is today, where we progress to. The good things that people are doing, the bad things that people are doing, the people that seem confused, the ones that still seem on point—it's all interesting. Right. It's all music, you know? and,
0: and and how do you feel? I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I still consider myself a young man. So when I when I look back and I think twenty five years, I'm I'm thinking that's literally around the corner. But you you're right. Music has changed so much during that span. Like um, just. You know, a few things. If you can, just just, just what, are, what are some of the things that you see on a positive tip that we that we've witnessed over the last 25 years, in your opinion?
1: Okay, for one thing, um, as far as the medium is concerned, with the internet, um, that's just created a whole another broad stru- spectrum, another whole avenue another whole, you know what I mean, opportunity mm-hmm. for us to relay and get, get our ideas, get our music, get everything across. The problem is <laughs> now that it's so easy, some of everything is just coming through, you know, across that line and Right. And you just have you just have to be wise enough as a listener, as a consumer, as a music lover to be able to sift through all of it and just kinda you know, nitpicking. Take the best out of it, or what you what you can see, because there's so much out there right now, man. So I have to be thankful for the technology. But what it's done is it's kind of created a situation where basically anybody can make music and put it uh-huh. out right now. And, right. You know. Right. And it, and it, it, at another time a, a while ago, you take like the late '80s early 90s it wasn't like that you had to actually first of all you actually had to be good enough and then after you you certified as good enough then you had to have contacts or know somebody to be able to get into a studio get in contact with a producer record labels and things like that so it's just a lot easier right now Mm -hmm. and i think that, that that's affected the quality of the music
0: you know? I kind of look at it like this, especially when it comes to us as a consumer, because you know I'm an old school DJ. I'll go and I'll go buy my records so I can spend it for the parties. That's that's to me. I think that's how it should always be done. I mean, it's more to me more authentic. Like I feel like I should I should never have to go and try to search for it for free, or I have to go get it from somebody else. I mean, I think you know, as DJs and as media folks, we take we we take pride and ownership. And I think you know, the fan base has to do the same in a sense because, like you said, it's easy. But I mean, didn't Pac say, I don't want it if it's that easy. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of like we gotta we gotta make sure that we bridge that gap. Between being supportive of the artists that matter to you versus just trying to find an easy lane to be able to listen to music nowadays, right? Yeah, and you know,
1: and it always was like that. We always had, you know, a certain percentage of that music on the side that I hate to say, but it just really don't matter, you know. Oh, but of course, no doubt. Like uh, uh, again, like I was saying, the the medium was. A little bit more constrained back at that time so only but so much was coming through it now with right. the internet you know you have a, a there's a, a wider tunnel there's a greater amount of space for people to fit through and do things yep how
0: do you how do you uh... with, with that with that being a positive because i always see i always see the social media as a, as a you know positive there's also a negative attached to it but what 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 are some of the struggles that you see especially for our hip-hop culture and i know you're real diverse and you work with a lot of people in 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 different genres of the globe when it comes to music um especially with our hip-hop culture like what do you see uh lacking in a sense where it's going to be hard for us to be able to grow this culture like it was grown like it started like in the 70s and the 80s and in the 90s and then and so on, you know.
1: Well, well, for one thing, um, let's take it all the way back to, and a lot of people would think that this doesn't have a lot to do with hip hop, but it does. Like the Bad Boys, the Rockefeller's, the, you know, you go as early as what a uh, Bad Boy was born out of, Uptown mm-hmm. Records with Andre. I'm, I'm just kind of um, disappointed in the lack of with what we used to know as artist development right you know somebody that will take a lot of these artists by the hand um if need be dress them up prepare them you know in a social light for media how to present yourself how to speak you know all of that type of stuff is important man you know Mm -hmm. you can have a great record but if your presentation is not correct it's like it makes people sit up and say, yo, who's, you know what I mean, who's nurturing this guy? Right. Who, who's behind it? Like, Like nobody doesn't seem like they're taking them by the hand. And a lot of the these labels that I'm talking about, the early ones, the the Uptowns and then Bad Boy was growing out of that and the Rockefellers and, you know, a lot of those labels, it was all modeled after, like, Motown. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, there was a lot of artist development. The artists, were, they were they were cultured. They were designed, man. It was real important. And it just seems like to me like nobody is taking a lot of these artists by their hand and kind of developing them and directing them.
0: And Moby, correct me if I'm wrong. You've been in this. You've been in this game, like I said, 25 years plus. I mean, I want to say plus because you're a music head. You've you've, you've been there. You've you've done that. You've heard it all. So I'm 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 looking at the game like this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, there, there's no timeline on developing an artist so they can be able to have a kind of impact like. Uh, you know, like in hip hop, let's just say a Tupac or Biggie, or in music, let's say a Whitney Houston or an Alicia Keys, for that matter, um, artists like that. Like, I mean, there's no rush to the altar, so to speak. Like, you can take your time. You can develop those, you know, artists. Some of them might be, I guess, in a lot of ways the, the, uh, you know, the special case. Like, you might have some of those over or late, you know, overnight people that just, you know, shot to superstardom, but that's rare. But in most cases, like we we don't have to rush to the altar when it comes to developing our our, our younger kids and our artists and, and 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 the music that we created, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that's true. It's just um, a lot of the artists that's on their own. You, you know, this is the um, artist development thing we was talking about. In that mm-hmm. case, you know, there was there was elders and there was departments and stuff. People that could take the artist by the hand and help shape them, design them, you know, form, help form them into what they need to be. But a lot of the independent artists that's putting a lot of their stuff out themselves, as you can see, they're self-employed. they on their own. Right. They're doing it all on their own. So that's up to them. You know what I mean? No that's doubt. That's kind of like up to So there is no rush. You know what I mean?
0: It shouldn't have to be. But I mean, uh, that that's the way I see it. It's true. like, especially if it's good, if it's good music, and even on a production standpoint too, you don't have to rush. You don't have to rush and make your beats. Like I'm pretty sure when you did work for for Pac, for Biggie, for Alicia Keys, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, you wasn't on they. I mean, you you kind of wasn't really on their time, but they wasn't on yours. Vice versa. I mean, you got it when you felt like you you can be able to deliver them the kind of music that you think they would be proud of. You took your time to do it, right?
1: Yeah, you take, for instance, I'm glad that you mentioned Alicia, Alicia Keys because um, in the studio with her, and it was fun working with her because, you know, she showed up in the studio, Tim's untied, jeans. I remember it was, like, smoking, boiling hot outside, just like this is hot as it is now in New York mm-hmm. in the summertime. And um, it's, like, hot inside, but cool atmosphere inside air conditioning. She shows up with the Thames untied and it's the relaxed <laughs> atmosphere. She's sitting over the piano, tinkering to the beat, and we just exchanging ideas back and forth. And, right, there was no rush. There was like a correlation between the two. We took our time. And also, too, um, Dwayne Wiggins, because, you know, from okay. Tony, Tony, Tony. No doubt. All, the, all three of us, we just correlated together, and, you know, and took our time. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, that I made a beat in eight minutes and stuff like that. I don't I don't have anything to prove, you know what I mean? I've done stuff right. like that and sometimes it happens like that, but it's really about getting right, you know. And 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 really to me important. I
0: think that's what that that's what that's what makes timeless music like you know I I went through a lot of just some of the work that you have uh being a fan first and it's just like I told you being a fan it's like I already knew your work so uh, you know and when I started going down the discography of a lot of the people that I didn't even know you actually put a lot of work into when it came to certain things like you know certain artists or whatnot I was like wow like I didn't even know that at the at the end of the day so what I'm saying is like when you do take your time you can be able to have tracks that will withstand the test of time that people can be able to relate to uh, you know 10 20 30 40 50 years from now and it matters and a lot of that just kind of had to do with not just the development of an artist, but also the development and patient as a producer, too, putting out those kind of hits, right?
1: Yeah, and I, and I will say that... Um, let's take, for instance, the 90s. Um, okay, let's examine that period. You mm-hmm. see, say, say 1994, 1995. Okay, in 1989, we just had Guy. Right. We had which you might as well say is Teddy Riley. We had uh, Big Daddy Kane. Okay. So right there, around, uh, right there around that, somewhere around that time was the birth of, like, Tribe Called Quest, and they come out of what? The uh, Native Tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then think about what they was influenced by. They was influenced by, like, a whole legacy of music that came just yes. Hours it seemed like right before then I'm talking about anything from Al Green to James yep. Brown Earth, Earth Wind and fire and it was incorporating that into the music as more and more time goes on <laughs> The generation gets younger and younger and we get farther and farther away from that great legacy of music and Whenever I do a lot of interviews people always ask me what's one of the last things that you want to say? and I always try to say if you can do anything, especially you being an artist, producer, or anybody in this business today, uh-huh. please take, please take time, to do the research, and value the legacy of, of music. In particular, when we talk about hip hop, and R and B, and jazz, and those type, those forms of music, soul, funk, and all of that, please go back. And, and just do the research and take the time. Man, there's a wealth of stuff that it don't even have to be sampled. You just sit okay. around and listen to that 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 body of music, that leg- legacy of music, and automatically, without even sampling it, you'll just listen, and your mind will be open and you'll be influenced to just do things. That That's how yep. all of the records that I've done, everything that I've done has always been based upon something that I heard or that, mm. was, that I was influenced. And people know me. I got a whole basement full of records. I've been collecting records <laughs> since I was like eight years old. Music is Amen a really big, big, um, so I, I think it's got a lot to do with that, too, the difference in which you have the, the effect of the music that you have now, as opposed to a lot of the artists that came a little bit before us. You know, they they was influenced by something totally different. I tell people no all the time. Um, take for instance, a kid right now today that's 14. That means that he was born what in two two thousand, right? Two thousand. Yep. If he's 14 years old, he's in. He he was born in two thousand. This is a 14 year old kid that loves hip hop. Okay, mm-hmm. so. And, and we don't we don't start to remember stuff until we're at least around like two years old and better or something like that. No doubt. Okay, exactly. so 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 in two thousand and two, what was his mom's and pops listening to? Mhm. You understand what I'm saying? hmm We we influenced by the stuff that we came up around and and whoever was doing what around us. That's what we took in. And when we get older, if you notice, you're a product and you're a fruit of that. That's so right. That's, that's right. That's some. that's something to think about today, too. And a lot of the um generation that we have here is much younger and farther away from in years away from that body of music and that legacy we was talking about. Right with them with the opportunity for them to be influenced by it. it's not their fault. They just happen to be younger. But the same way how the Internet is available to us, and you know how they always tell you, there's so much, there's a wealth of information there on the Internet. You could actually graduate, become a college. Online. Online. Yeah, you could become a, <laughs> it's so much information. Or you could sit there and you could, you know, rummage through porn and, and gossip <laughs> websites or you take the time and you could sit there and you could really, really learn. Yep. You know, yep. and that's what and that's I'll be using the internet for. You know, sometimes I'll just sit up and I'm listening to James Brown or old JB's B's album or Betty Wright and right mm-hmm. let me Google. Google that out. Go to Wikipedia, they start breaking it down. Then in the results they got like thirty six thousand seven hundred and fourteen other results. The wealth of knowledge is there. Take it in, use it. You know what I mean. Let it influence. Amen. Go back and be, go go back and try and be familiar with the whole reason why you're doing it now. Right. You know. And, and music, it, to me,
0: I think you know, especially when it comes to an Easy Mo B, uh, renowned producer, celebrating his 25th year in entertainment, is our guest on Next Legacy Radio. And I, I've always saw uh not just the internet but just in general like you know I'm I'm learning from you and I'm always going to form my opinions and I'm always going to have my my thoughts after we conversate, you know but to me it's always good to be able to get the game from the people that either did it before me or that knows more than me and to me I think it's not even an ego trip for somebody to say hey you know what uh easy you know you know you know more than I do and I can completely and utterly say, hey, you know what, I'm here to sit down and learn from you, as opposed to, you know, in most cases how it is now, people just, you know okay well i feel like i need to i know more than you so you know my opinion is going to be worth more than yours so it's it's kind of like that back and forth you get that with some of the younger kids but at the same time like the humble ones are going to you know sit and they're going to pay attention and they're going to listen and they're going to hear not just listen but hear and they're also going to just be able to form their own opinion as well when it comes to just the music in general
1: but I also have to give credit to, and you know, you probably won't find these artists on the radio or in the forefront, but there is also, too, a large percentage of um, newer and younger artists, and some, a lot of them are not just artists. They're not artists or even in the business. Some of them are just music lovers, just hungry yes. for the information, hungry for the knowledge, hungry for the legacy. And they could tell you stuff that you don't even know. I've run into and exactly. I come in contact with a lot of them, so that that's to be appreciated, too. That's very you true. Know. No, very good point. There is a
0: lot of, especially, you know, some of the peers, some of the young kids that's in this music business today, um, you know, I've heard them, seen them uh, perform or, you know, them paying homage to some of the Uh, musicians before them, and, you know, that gives me hope that this entertainment business could kind of, you know, turn itself around from being stagnant to being filled with a wealth of creative artists and stuff like that. So my next question to you, sir, is this. I had a conversation with uh, Chris Martin, a.k.a. Play of Kid and Play. Um, we were just kind of talking, and he, he posted something the other day about just the fact that we need a lot more female MCs. We need creative female MCs, because it kind of seemed like, you know, you, you may have like one or two or three right now in the mainstream, and then that's all that there is, even though that's not true. So my question is, what, what happened? What happened? Because we had MC Light, we had Latifa, we had Yo-Yo, we had Eve, we had you know we had foxy brown we had etc. etc etc now it's just kind of like it's only a, a good two that people talk about what happened to the
1: the the culture of the female mc i really I, I can't even say man i don't even I don't even know i I'll give you an example um i am i'm on, I'm on your wavelength cuz just last week uh moni love you know we we follow each other on twitter so I mm-hmm. get her stuff in the home, and I saw where she posted something about, um, you know, the same thing you're talking about, you know. Right. She was like, it's sad, but, you know, she said it's sad. Something to the effect of it's sad that there's not room enough for more than two um, female rappers or female hip-hop mm-hmm. artists at one time. So I just kind of, like, <laughs> replied, word up. <laughs> and, then, um, and I retweeted it, and then I like I put number sign, and I was like the disappearance of the female in hip the females in hip hop. Right. Um, I I really can't say where that's coming from and and how that happened, man. I I, I really don't. I I don't know. It it, it can't. in Mo I, Mobile I Wish I could answer it. I don't yeah. know how it happened, but I with you we definitely need an equal balance Uh, and and
0: it's and it's it's missing man like I mean you you think about Moby you think about Missy and how creative she was you think about Eve and how and how dope and creative she was she was in her own land you think about Lady of Rage you think about so many and I know you worked on Lady of Rage on uh, on on her only solo album and and, and and it's it's like you 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 have so many and even before them it was salt and pepper it was MC Light it was a Latif- man come on like those list of ladies yeah. is just like you know transcended and it's kind of like now over the last decade and a half Moby, like I don't see, I don't see it man I miss that I miss that man it's
1: crazy yeah I I, I do too man um I don't know I hope that <clears throat> that that does shape up. I, I do see um, something taking effect, and I see something happening. And I don't know. If you could correct me if I'm wrong, though. It, it seems like um, I don't know. It seems like um, they're trying to replace Nicki Minaj with the Iggy Azalea girl. Iggy? Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. It, and and, and it, it just seems.
0: Like and, and, and you're right, Moby. And, and even on that, I don't get it because okay. Well, you know, I I have my reservations on Nikki, but she's creative as 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 far as that goes. But you know, I have my opinions about that. But I mean, Iggy, they they can share the same spotlight. There there doesn't have to be a a token female queen in order for it to in in order for the game to be a game. I mean, every every queen can be able to have their share of the of the spotlight. I mean, it doesn't have to be just one.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of scarce out. Just looking around, it, I'm like we need a. Balance, it is. It man. is. We not only need it, a balance. We not only need an equal balance of, of male and female MCs, but we need a also need an equal balance as far as uh, the the textures go. You know, there's a yes. lot of commercial stuff. Yeah. And this is no no disrespect to them. There's a lot of down south stuff, but we need. Also, another equal balance of, you know, the cast that like the sample and the cast that still might have the conscious rest, the the, cast that's still into this straight MC and and good old Mm -hmm. generic hip-hop. A lot of that stuff deserves to be out there. I spoke of it earlier, the the period, like, 89, 1990, like, around the guy, Big Daddy period. I was telling you about... If you think about it, I think that was one of the best diverse times, man. In eighty nine you would have like all at the same time. Mm-hmm. NWA. You have NWA, I'll be sure, uh um M C Hammer, uh, yep. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane, Rockham, yep. uh Anita Baker, uh and a lot of all of this stuff was coming through Black Radio. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. I mean and and you're right like you're right towards the end of the 80s and the 90s I always felt like it was a decade of diversity everybody was winning cuz you know you had your what people called and you remember this term backpack rapping you had your you had your DOS effects you had your food you had you know you had your Wu-Tang Clan you had you know you had Tupac you had Biggie you had NWA you had Public Enemy for every yin that was a yang and and to me it was it just seemed like it flourished and then it stopped and i just didn't i just didn't understand where and how did it stop when it was so culturally driven because i feel like 90s was a decade of of not just it being culturally uh uh diverse but you know we we saw a lot of businesses form based off of the entertainment business during that decade right
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely you know what I want to do right now too. Also, yes. there's a yes, lot sir. of um there's a lot of cats out there working on the low. I mean, big shout out to different people that I know that I love and respect, mm-hmm. like at um, at uh, Tito from the uh, okay. Fearless Four. He has a, an annual award ceremony that he does called Teamless um, Team Fearless Honors Awards and. I ran into so many different people that shout to Ed O G Yes, we're getting ready to do something together. All right.
0: That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to hear. And you know what? I, I know, man, I can sit I can sit and talk to you for a lot, so I'm gonna ask you a few more questions before I let you go, but um and um before before I get into what you got going on with your twenty fifth anniversary and what you have coming up, um, with uh Slam Jams Records, um you know i i know there was a, a, a biggie movie i know it was notorious that came out a while back um and you know they're working on a tupac movie that's directed by uh john singleton and i know you work mm-hmm. with both artists you work with both artists so um you know just your 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 own opinion as far as these you know posthumous movies how they're portrayed and just your opinion about just just in general because you work with both these guys, and both those guys had such an influence in hip hop and, and the culture that not only that we lived in today but it was it was so rampant back before they both uh left us too soon so what what are your thoughts on just the the, the movies from both and then you know of course just how you feel about them in general
1: well th- the Tupac one with um John Singleton that I've been hearing about we have I guess we're gonna have to wait to see that but um, right. the notorious one a, a lot of people they they had mixed feelings about it. I even had mixed feelings about it um first of all there was no easy Moby in it <laughs> right right and and, and uh, I mean ready and Mo I right. mean I'm sorry
0: ready to die you had a heavy hand in the production of that album I'm just saying I'm just saying.
1: Listen. Listen for people who don't know or within earshot of this interview. If you don't know, I am the first producer that Biggie went into the studio with. There you go. And he might have been fooling, he might have been fooling around doing demos or playing around at people's houses and stuff like that, but I'm the first real producer that he went into the studio. Before there was even Bad Boy, at first he was mm-hmm. going to be on Uptown the party and mm-hmm. bull is on who's the man. That was the first time that we went into the studio. That was one of the first times that he went into the studio, and the first music that he did on the label was done with me. Also, yep. along with the Craig Mack stuff, The "Flavor in Your Ear" and "Get Down" and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just felt like I, I, I wondered why, you know. I didn't play a part. In any kind of way in that film that's one of the main key things that that I, I i just didn't like um the rest of it i didn't have any control over how anybody else was portrayed or whatever right you know that's on the director and the people that put it together but i don't know i just felt like i should have been in that because um i played an integral role in his beginning right know? Yeah, and, and I know the.
0: Yeah, and 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 the Tupac thing real quick. Let me touch on the Biggie thing. Like I, I feel like too. Like when it, when it comes, it, you know, and 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 it, and it, man, we're still waiting on a Marvin Gaye movie. You know what I mean? That that it, you know, hopefully can be done right, and you know, you hope it will be done right. I know they're talking early stages. Uh, Richard Pryor and. Um, I know we have one James, James Brown coming out next month, but, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it correct me if I'm wrong, man, but a lot of those movies, it, it's just, you know, if, if you're
1: not getting
0: the people that's involved Jimi from Hendrix. the very beginning, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was going to say Jimi Hendrix. And, uh, Jimi Hendrix, know, that's right,
0: that's name? right. You're absolutely right. But um,
1: Aaliyah. Is a lot
0: Aaliyah. coming. Yep. And, and, and if you're not getting the the, the the goods from the people that was there sweating with them from the very beginning, then how can you tell a story? Like, that? that's always been my thing. With any movie
1: that's been out, um, it, it's just hard to do. You, uh, I know we don't want to spend too much time on this, but when you're comparing biopics, you want to know, in my opinion, one of the, the best last biopics that was made? Ray. With Jamie yep. Foxx. Yep. Yes, sir. That was I very, completely agree. That was very. That was very on point. It was very well made. You know what I mean? Mhm. It Mhm. Like that. It should be something I agree. like that. I
0: agree. Hands down, like one of yeah. the one of the very very best ones because what well, you think about it though, I mean, I, I think before before he died, I think Ray was, Ray was, uh, you know, he kind of was a little hands on too though, right?
1: I have no idea, but I just know Amen. that Jamie Foxx he must have ate, slept, and breathed Rachel. <laughs> no thought doubt, I was, I, thought I was looking at Ray Charles, you know.
0: No doubt, and and, and, and real quick on the way? on the Tupac one, and, and real quick Moby on the Tupac one. I know it's it's in its early stage, and I'm hoping you know, with all the people out there that's listening from all over the globe, it's you know, it's you know, people can feel where we coming from. It's like it's not because to me I think me against the world and your 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 hand in that and, and helping that, um, you know, continue to still be a uh, an, an epic C D, um, I kind of feel like you know that that was a that was another. You know, Tupac had so many different turning points in his life and career. Um, I think Me Against the World was another one that really changed a lot—not just his life, but a lot of other people's lives too. You know, with him being in jail during that time, that it was released, it being number one while he was behind bars. You know, just I'm pretty sure. You know, as a production or someone that was producing that too. I mean, it kind of it kind of felt a little different during that time, right? When
1: it shot up to number one. Yeah, uh, creatively, I always felt like that was one of his, his best albums. Mm-hmm. You know, creatively, yeah. that, that was like one of his best albums, and he shared a large part of the, the album with different producers. You know, he had the uh, Temptations and the "If I Die Tonight" with me, and then he was um, he had joints on there with Johnny J, but that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Long time collaborating producer. Um was real diverse, man. Real diverse. Yep. I loved yep. um, All Eyes on Me too. It's just that he was mm-hmm. in a different place, by the time, but creatively that was dope too.
0: Yeah. Any, anytime I put in Me Against the World, it just kind of takes you back. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Like we started off the show with Temptations. It's just one of those. It's one of those songs were again like I said not just the beat and the lyrics you match them all together it's one of those things you can listen to it 50 years from now you know hands down it's just one and it'll put you in a place you know if 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 you're lacking with memory if you get older and you know like you know if I'm approaching 70 75 80 and if I'm losing it you know I put in temptations I guarantee you this I'll remember some of this stuff when I first heard it I'll remember the video I remember the vibe that I I, trust me I, I will remember I'm saying that now but you know I'll wait 40 years from now and see what happens but I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying it'll it'll get me to where I need to be. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question um when it comes to just the production like you you've been a producer, you've been more or less behind the scenes um you know for a lot of these artists that are legends in in in, in a sense. Um when there's other production people out there and when there's younger production people out there who who's just getting into the game, you know, how do you feel about, it? I mean, we talked about social media earlier and the fact that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, up and coming people, producers or beat makers who want to sell their beats and, you know, they don't even have a, a resume yet, so to speak. So, I mean, if you were talking to some of the younger people out there who's trying to make their way, what would you tell these producers, producers only, beat makers or whatnot. What would you tell them to, to you know, what they would need to do in order for them to get themselves right?
1: Like I was saying before, man, go back and, and study the best of them, man. That came before you. I always say that if you, if you are, a, if you want to be like a developer, like here in New York, those developers, the ones that build the. Builder, the skyscrapers in the build the hotels and stuff like that. You wanna be mm-hmm. a developer, there's no reason why you don't you shouldn't know who Trump is or the Tishmans. <laughs> the people who are familiar with developers, they know who they are. If you wanna be a artist right. there's no way in the world that you shouldn't know who Basquiat, okay, is. Or or you know Vincent van Gogh. If you are a producer Or you want to be a producer. There's no reason why you shouldn't know who Norman Whitfield was to Motown. You understand? Or who said said G and Molly Maul were. You know, it's important. It's important. Uh And then as you gather in this knowledge, just take it and go back, do the research, and listen. That whole evolution will explain why you're here doing what you're (laughs) supposed to do. And what your whole purpose is here. When I sit and I listen to stuff that I, I did as recent as maybe just 12 years ago, I sit and I listen, I'm like, wow, look at that. There's a little bit of Molly Mall in there, what you did. Mm. Mm. Let's not get it twisted. We, we are a result of those who come before us. Don't get mm-hmm. it twisted when you're sitting there and you're tapping out a beat your kicks and your snares and, you, you know, that's not just you. You're not doing anything new. There's so many that came before you and you did that. we got to really figure out our purpose while no we're doubt. here and those came before us. Once you understand that, it will make you a, a better whatever, artist, producer, singer, writer, what have you. We Moby, I know a lot that.
0: of people. I know a lot of people out there trying to make a buck. But I mean, when you have no resume as far as you know, attach music onto certain other things. It's kind of like you know, literally putting out a, a music resume. Like I always feel like you know, if you're an up and coming artist, you have to have one or two, maybe more. Sometimes you might have to make uh, financial sacrifices. But should some of these people who's still green, wet behind the ears, whatever you call it, should start selling their beats or Whatever for like, you know hundred two hundred five hundred dollars just so they can make a quick buck
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know no, it don't it, take that much though And it don't take a lot of money either and it don't take a lot of time for you to gather the knowledge You know to help mm-hmm. affect your craft For you to be able to you know do what you need to do Um, a lot of it when it comes to music mm, like I said, man, we we always influenced by everything that came before us. So it's not right. always about what you're sitting there and you tapping out. Open your mind and go back and listen to be a lover and an intaker of all kinds of music. And you sit and you listen. It will just open your mind. Automatically, you'll you, you get ideas from listening to things that you heard. You don't have to copy that. You there you I there you go
0: so a lot of it is is more it, um i guess we could say um you know self self uh self-reflection like to me is more like self-investing like you have to invest in self in order to let other people more or less be like hey you know what i'll invest be a time financially blah 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 you know what i mean like i mean I, I think you would get that from an artist like i'm pretty sure yourself you probably had to Make purchases to buy certain things in order for you to you know you you know you you had to you had to buy certain things to 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 be able to further your talent um so it's gonna take it's gonna take that more or less for an artist now like everything can't be handed to you like you have to really just go and invest in yourself before others will invest in you
1: yeah and and like i' like be open to drawing from. All kinds of sources, like on say like this is what I was thinking about when you was just talking the friend mm-hmm. of mine joint on Red Eye with Biggie, you know there's a female hook in there that comes in. You know that ain't rock right with the friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I got the idea. First of all, that's an old disco record. That's the acapella from an old disco record. It's called Black Mamba by um. It's called uh, The artist is called Black Mamba. Record is called Vicious, but um, I got that idea to put that in that record from my days of hanging out and being like in the Paradise Garage. You know what mm. the Paradise Garage, mm. is? Paradise, yes, Paradise <laughs> Garage in New York in the eighties, like Disco, Larry Levan, and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting around listening in my crib back then, around '93, when we was making the album and stuff. I'm sitting in the crib listening to this record and. He had he had did the friend of mine record. He did the vocals. I took the the demo home and there was no hook. I'm sitting there like, what can I do to the hook? And I end up inserting this paradise garage, in mm. the van, disco <laughs> thing on <laughs> Biggie record. So I'm say, I'm just saying, don't be afraid to draw from all kinds of sources. Now the average person. When they hear it all as a whole, as one, they sitting there listening to that, you know that, you know that ain't right. Yeah, exactly. They don't, <laughs> they don't know where it yeah. all came from. They just know that as, as one, as a whole, what they listening to, they like it. And that all they don't comes know in the open mind. But
0: no doubt, and they and they, and they, and they don't know that. the history that's attached to it until they find out. Like, like you said, like when it when it comes to that, like you know, be your own be your own student be a sponge you know what i'm saying and just go to these certain places and find certain things and and don't be afraid to try something if you're a beat maker don't be afraid to try something that's probably never been tried before because you never know it might be that that thing to be able to catch on and people will be you know uh supporting your creativity in the long run it's just like lyrics you know don't be afraid to you know, be creative and think outside the box when it comes to that too. So, you know, it's 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 definitely a wealth of knowledge. And as we get to wrap it up with Easy Mo B right here on Next Legacy Radio, you have something going on with Chuck D and Public Enemy. So, you know, I can't let you go without talking about. And you don't stop, sir. What's going on for oh, the fall yeah. of
1: 2014? Yeah, shout to Mecca, who's a point person over there at. Um, Slam Jams, him and um, Chuck D, they had um, approached me about um, Chuck D's Slam Jams records and offered me the opportunity. He was like, yo, would you like to put out a project on the label? I'm like, yo, let's go. So I'm thinking <laughs> compilation album, right? They're like, "Right." Uh, no, we want you to do, we just got this idea to do like an instrumental album. I'm like, okay. You don't Word. want to put an no artist on <laughs> They're like, you don't want me to put no artist on it? I'm like that's what I, I that's the idea that I have. But in turn it's gonna be an instrumental album, uh, it's gonna showcase a lot of my beats, a lot of different styles. Um, I got some stuff that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna really shock a lot of people. Um a lot of the younger and a lot of the newer are going to be surprised at what they hear, the things I'm flipping on there, the things that I'm doing. And ain't, and and you don't stop. That title represents the journey, you know? hmm We have the... fifth anniversary is 25 years. Now, I've been doing it a little longer than that, but I'm counting... Of course. The- ...commercially from the date that right. a commercial release of- was put out, and that would be Um, Big Daddy Kane, It's a Big Daddy Thing, forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Before that, I was dabbling with rapping, it's fundamental and everything, but the first commercial release is like Big Daddy Kane, It's a Big Daddy Thing, forward. So, and you don't stop. It's just representative of the journey um, that I've I've been on. Um, a lot of time, a lot of time spent, and I'm still here. And you don't stop. And you don't stop. It keeps. <laughs> it it keeps, going. keeps going. Exactly. Yeah. There you go.
0: And it's and it's coming out in the fall, right? So we can be able to uh, celebrate this uh, this this album, this this coming up fall before Christmas, right? Before
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's gonna be some things with the release, the packaging, and uh, okay. a lot of different ideas coming up with. Well, you just you just let me it. know.
0: Well, Moby, if you if you can, sir, le- just let me know what Next Legacy needs to do in order for us to not just celebrate it, but to do it, take it back to the old school, and just and just you know, just celebrate, have a party, have a. Uh, you know, a, a listening party, a house party, whatever—just the good vibes that we so desperately need when it comes to hip hop. Like, we need that creativity, and I'm glad that you, Chuck D, Mecca, um, and, and 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 the people behind the scenes is working to just be able to give us at least a taste of that, man. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad. And you tell you tell Chuck D and Mecca, uh, you know, Next Legacy Brand out here in the Bay, say, hey, keep and it don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Hey, and also people out there, if you if you're not following Mo B on Twitter, make sure you go ahead and do that now at easy underscore mo underscore b and b is spelled b e e. And um, man, yeah. I can I could sit and talk to you for a long time, man. But I appreciate you taking the, the the time to hang out with not just your fans out there listening, but also myself, me being the biggest one and. You know, I'm pretty sure I might get, like, tweets and debates saying, oh, no, you're not. I'm the biggest fan, so it is what it is. I feel like I am, so forget it. It is
1: what it is. <laughs> but I thank you, man. I really and, do from the bottom of my heart, bro. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. And any time uh, you want to have me back on, I'll be glad to come back on. I think with And You Don't Stop, we'll be back anyway, right? Yes, sir. And you don't stop. And you don't stop. That's Just saying. That's a
0: reason. Exa- Exactly, exactly, man. I, I can't wait to meet you in person so we can just sit down and have a conversation because it just it just feels like you know, you know. I'm just I'm not just talking to the homie. I'm just talking to somebody that just has so much wealth and knowledge and a lot of history attached to you. So I mean, it's an honor, man. It's really it really is, and I'm just glad that you not just blessed me but also blessed your uh, your fans out there uh, by tuning in. And, and I know you want to shout out the. Uh, the Japan fans and the Amsterdam and,
1: and Germany fans out there, too, as well as the States, right? Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to all of the international sect of hip-hop, lovers of Easy Mobile and what I do. Much love to you. also want to shout out uh, Great Minds, that is, a.k.a. Greg Nice and Positive K, who just came together to form a group. Yeah, they're doing That's right. awesome, uh, there you go some have and stuff them that's getting ready to to come out so also look out for great minds greg nice good of nice good to hear and positive good
0: good to hear greg nice is a homie so hey hey definitely want to hey that's good to hear what positive k is hey it's even better to hear i'm hey happy 25th man 25 more years because you can still do it you're still a young man you still got you know actually what not not even 25 you can still do this stuff for 50 more years man you're not done Cause you don't stop, right? Yeah, just keep 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 going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mobee, man, nice talking to you, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. It's a music icon.
0: It's music icon right here on Next Legacy Radio. He goes by the name of Easy Mobee. More music right here on Next Legacy Radio.
1: Next Legacy.